Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the 20th episode of Breakfast with Brett. That's right, a special edition of an episode with the NCAA tournament preview. Of course, you're going to get a special time here, um, you know, special time of the day. Uh, breakfast food, unfortunately, will not be on the docket really much today. I can't tell you what I had for breakfast. It was your classic avocado toast, topped off with a little bit of banana, a little bit of English breakfast tea. Real phenomenal breakfast, good, balanced Got me through the day. Excited about that. Got to leave work a little early today. So big day here for me. Um, anyways, like I said, we're going to talk about the NCAA bracket. I uh, promised an NCAA tournament preview, and that is what we are going to get to. First things first, though, I feel like I need to touch on the recent uh, NFL free agency wire. Uh, a lot of big moves coming down the wire today. Uh, first off, of course, being Kirk Cousins getting a fully guaranteed deal from the Vikings. As a fan of the Vikings, I'm a fan of the deal. Um, I like that they're going all in for it. Uh, you got to be somewhat worried about maybe salary cap flexibility down the road, getting Eric Kendricks re-signed, Stephon Diggs, um, a few other guys, a few other pieces, but a solid move, um, at least in the short term, at least for the next year or two. Um, it's a solid move. Uh, it's a bold move. I think it could uh, – I mean, I like that for sure. Anybody that knows Kirk Cousins and his slogan, um, I like that. I'm a big fan. Big move. Um, also, some other big moves. Uh, Allen Robinson to the Chicago Bears. Jimmy Graham to the Packers, uh, who cut Jordy Nelson today. So, you know, kind of a you know weird deal there. Um, yeah, weird deal. But anyways, Jimmy Graham could bring some versatility to that Packers offense. I guess they're putting a lot of money in Devontae Adams. Uh, train. I do like the Allen Robinson signing to the Bears. Sammy Watkins uh, to the Chiefs, which I think will be a good pairing with Tyree Kill. A little bit of size on out there um, for Patrick Mahomes, the new quarterback there in Kansas City. Uh, an interesting signing. I like it a lot. Um, Rashad Breeland uh, left Washington. Uh, big exodus from Washington today. And um, the cornerback position looking a little bit weak now uh, with loss of Kendall Fuller and Rashad Breeland this offseason. Uh, Kendall Fuller, of course, in trade for Alex Smith, who will now take over for Kirk Cousins. Um, again, I'm a big fan of, eh, it's, you know, good move for both teams there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of big moves today. Uh, Danny Amendola now going um, a little bit farther south in the AFC East to Miami. Uh, so, nice little pickup for them, who they lost Jarvis Landry, of course, to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns going a little bit all in here, uh, trading for Tyrod Taylor. Probably looking at Saquon Barkley then with the first pick of the draft. Don't worry, we will do an NFL draft preview on this show. Um, yeah, but for now, a wild day in NFL free agency. The one I really need to touch on, and this is something a good friend of mine uh, in a group text of mine, Vinny, uh, sent a group text to the group. Um, and who has the balls to go in for a quarterback that probably averages two to three games a year? Um who has the balls as an agent to walk in and say, my client deserves $20 million this year? And I'll tell you, it's Sam Bradford's agent. And Sam Bradford's agent got what he wanted. The man has kahunas the size of, of watermelons. Um, an absolutely unbelievable performance by his agent who has made Sam Bradford more money than I think. You know what? I bet, more, I bet he's made almost as much, if not more money, than Aaron Rodgers has in his career. I'd like, I'd like, I wish I had a stats department because he came, St. Bradford came in the league at a time when the first pick of the draft was getting, they were getting huge, exorbitant amounts of money guaranteed their contract. Now, his contract was the basis essentially for them 
restructuring rookie contracts. Often your rookies were some of the highest paid players on the team, uh, where that is now not really the case anymore. Um, What's not the case anymore, simply put. But Sam Bradford's agent, you know, God bless him. If I ever somehow get into professional sports or any kind of industry where I need an agent, he's the first call I'm making because that guy knows how to get you money in the bank. He's an unbelievable agent. I wish I knew his name. Um, again, this is where a stats department, stats and research department would, would come through significantly. Um, yeah, I mean, props to Sam Bradford. Case Keenum, of course, uh, another Vikings quarterback going to Denver. Uh, good move there by John Elway. Look for the Broncos probably to still draft a quarterback uh, with their pick, which I believe falls at number five. Uh, and then New York Jets uh, re-signed Josh McCown. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater apparently on the way there as well. Look for them maybe to draft a quarterback. Maybe not in the first round anymore with the signing of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but at least in the first couple rounds, I could see the Jets making a move. Probably the end of the Christian Hackenberg area and Bryce Petty era there, though, in New York. Now we're moving on to what was promised, which of course was the NCAA tournament bracket preview. Had some interesting news. I'm going to focus first on the South region. Interesting news in regards to the South region this morning, or I guess coming across the wire this afternoon, DeAndre Hunter, the ACC Sixth Man of the Year, uh, plays for Virginia, is out with a broken wrist, had surgery this afternoon, will be out for the rest of the season. Now that does change my picks a little bit in the South bracket, but let's get right into that. We're gonna go. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go bracket by bracket or region by region. Uh, we'll get to a Final Four. We'll discuss potential. Maybe we'll even get to the Elite Eight. We'll discuss Elite Eight matchups, potential Final Fours. I'm not gonna give you a champion because uh, I just don't want to. Um, but you know, if you're in a bracket with me, you'll see who I picked. Anyways, uh, we'll start off with the South region, which is a, you know, a real black and blue region. A lot of good defense uh, being played in this region. In particular, the number one seed, Virginia. Uh, the number one seed overall in the tournament, playing some of the best defense college basketball has ever seen statistically. I think they bruised by the first round. Um, the second round, I had them taking on Creighton, who features um, Marcus Foster. They play Kansas State in the first round. Marcus Foster uh, transferred from Kansas State to Creighton, so you know he's going to have a little bit of revenge on his mind. Uh, look for him to uh, essentially will the team pass, the Blue Jays pass the Kansas State Wildcats. Um, I do see them falling in the second round, though, to Virginia. I have Virginia into the Sweet 16. The second part of the top half of the region, that's so specific. The next game is a 5-12, an interesting 5-12. Some people are calling it. For Davidson, it's David, Kentucky v. Davidson. Uh, Kentucky, again, a long athletic team, as usually is under John Calipari, um, and as usually is a bunch of freshmen playing for the team. You really need, um, and that team really needs at least one of them to go off, either Kevin Knox, uh, Shea Gildress-Alexander, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who's been dinged up. Um, you know, it's a good team. They just obviously just won the SEC championship. I do not think they fall to Davidson, who had some good shooters. Uh, led by the skilled big man, Peyton Aldridge. Um, he can pass, cut, shoot, the whole nine yards. Uh, Davidson really rising to national promise. Uh, I, I, you have to think in a large part due to Steph Curry being an alumni from that university. But I just think uh, Kentucky's too much. I think they win that first-round game. I also think in the next game, Arizona v. Buffalo, DeAndre Ayton, uh, the beast from the Bahamas, uh, easily advances Arizona into the second round, which sets up a really interesting matchup. Um one that feels more like a Sweet 16 matchup than a round of 32. But that's where we're at, Kentucky v. Arizona. I think 
Arizona was telling the experience with Alonzo Trier there at the shooting guard, probably one of the better shooting guards in the country. I see him uh, being a catalyst along with DeAndre Ayton, um, getting Arizona past Kentucky and into the Sweet 16. Moving on to the bottom half of that region, we're looking at the 6-11 game, Miami-Florida versus Loyola-Chicago. Miami, of course, without Bryce Brown, uh, who was their best player arguably throughout the entire year. Uh, Lonnie Walker, the four, stepping up in his absence, a freshman with a lot of NBA potential. But again, the NCAA tournament does come down to experience, and uh, I have to give you some underdogs, so I can't just pick chalk uh, for this entire show. Otherwise, I've wasted your time. And so I'm picking Loyola Chicago to advance, um, to beat Miami. They got a good team. Uh, is led by Clayton Custer. He's a six-one guard. Uh, he didn't. He was not a part of Custer's last stand. Fortunately for the Loyola Chicago fan base, um, he started his career at Iowa State. They got Marcus Towns, a kid from Jersey. Dante Ingram is a six-six guy who can really shoot the ball. Um, made 66 threes this year. So did my research on the NCAA tournament. Um, but the Ramblers, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, they're a good team, uh, a veteran team, and I see them pulling off an upset. The next game, Tennessee-Wright State. Don't see a lot of hope for Wright State in this one. Tennessee's big bruising team uh, usually doesn't spell well. Uh, they can also shoot the ball pretty well. Um, so, again, that usually doesn't spell well for a Cinderella story. Do not see Wright State advancing. The next game would be Loyola Chicago-Tennessee. Uh Tennessee, again, another veteran team learning really well under Rick Barnes, who's definitely a, a candidate for co- National Coach of the Year, uh, the turnaround job he's done there with the Volunteers. I see the Ramblers' run ending after that, um, Tennessee advancing to the Sweet 16. Looking at the 7-10 game, Nevada-Texas, Mo Bamba back in uniform for Texas, who's kind of a, he's got a nice story. Shaka Smart there, the former VCU coach, remember VCU uh, – Made a run to the Final Four a couple years back. Might be five, six years back now. Um, Anyways, Mo Bamba uh, was a top five recruit. Probably be a top five pick in the draft. Uh, Big player for Texas. Nevada, a stellar offense and equally as terrible defense. I think Texas exploits that. Uh, Just too talented. uh, Too good at coaching from Shaka Smart. Texas beats Nevada. And which is, I guess, kind of an upset as a 10 seed over 7. And the 215, you got Cincinnati, Georgia State. Cincinnati, big tough team, just won uh, their conference tournament, the ACC conference tournament. Uh, really, really good team. Great on defense. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I can't see Georgia State, who who came close um, to winning a game a couple years ago when they had R.J. Hunter. Uh, well, they no longer do, and I see Cincinnati winning. Next game would be Cincinnati, Texas, in that bracket to face. Uh, Tennessee in what would be a Sweet 16 matchup again. I think Tennessee is just too rough. Um, Mo Bamba is, uh, you know, I just he's just not enough. He's been dinged up. Uh, I think this is where Texas has run. And I have Cincinnati v. Tennessee in the Sweet 16. Now looking at the Sweet 16 matchups in this region, you have um, what Virginia-Arizona versus Tennessee-Cincinnati. Uh, the Hunter loss for Virginia to me uh, weighs big. Uh as the sixth man of the year, I think Alonzo Trier at the shooting guard position will take advantage of that. And they have DeAndre Ayton, um, who's probably going to be, the, again, the number one pick in the draft. I have Arizona advancing to the Elite Eight. Uh, in the next game, I have Tennessee-Cincinnati, two very similar teams, which will be a big bruising game. Uh, first one of 40 will probably win that one. Um, and I think, you know, 
the Bearcats are going to win that one. The Tennessee Bear, not Tennessee, shit, Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, they're better on the defensive end. They're better on the glass. Um, where Tennessee is a little bit better on the offensive end, maybe not significantly better. Um, so I'm going to go with the two seed. Cincinnati has 30 wins this year. Going on to the lead eight, Arizona v. Tennessee. I like Arizona. You know, you got to ride. You got to ride the talent here. I think Arizona makes the final four. We're going to move over to the East region, which some have deemed the easiest uh, region. You know, I'm 50-50 on it. But I definitely do think the number one seed, Villanova, has a very clear path to the Elite Eight. Um, so I, obviously I think they're not they're not going to lose their 116 game. The 8 versus 9 game, Alabama-Virginia Tech. I've been riding star power, you know, with that south bracket and DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to continue to ride it with Colin Sexton and Alabama. I think they advance um, to play Villanova where they'll, they'll lose. Um, I think the Bridges, you know, I think it's going to be a great matchup. You know, Bridges versus uh, versus Colin Sexton or Jalen Brunson um, and Bridges versus Colin Sexton. Just too much star power there for Villanova. I think they advance to the Sweet 16. Looking at the 5-12 matchup, some – Five twelve. That's it's it's kind of intriguing to me. Uh, Murray State uh, has had some good runs in the past uh, in the tournament, uh, but West Virginia, the Press Virginia, um, as they're known by, they got Javon Carter there in the backcourt. I just think they're a little too much for the racers of Murray State. Although this is definitely a five twelve game to keep a keep an eye on, um, as I definitely think there's some serious upset potential here uh, for the racers who have closed off the season on uh, a really nice winning streak. Wichita State marshals the 413. Uh, Wichita State veteran team led by uh, Landry Shamet, there is his name, uh, and Shaquille Morse, uh, both great players. Wichita State, uh, again, a veteran team, been to the tournament numerous times um, under the leadership of Greg Marshall. I think they beat Marshall. In advance of the second round to take on West Virginia. Now, who gets to play? Uh, who gets the the privilege to play Villanova in the second round? Uh-huh. That to me is a bit more of a question. Um, I think it's going to be West Virginia. On short amount of time, that press is really hard to uh, adjust for, and I just you know uh, being a looks like a. A Friday, Saturday kind of deal, or a yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly when the games are, um, but I can tell you right now that um, I think West Virginia is going to win uh, just due to one day prep time for Wichita State. I think Javon Carter will shut down Landry Shamit and uh, Villanova West Virginia in the Sweet 16. Looking at the bottom half of that bracket, um, you have Florida, uh, which is probably one of the more inconsistent teams. In the bracket, they're either going to be taking on St. Bonnie's or UCLA. UCLA is a good team. I think they do win that opening round game. First St. Bonaventure led by Aaron Holiday. Um, Florida could get hot. They get hot a lot in the tournament. A lot of people are picking UCLA to beat Florida. I am not one of those people. Uh, I think Florida wins this game, and I think they advance. Looking at the 314, Stephen F. Austin, uh, good team. Some against my team this year, uh, the University of Missouri in Columbia. Gave us everything we could handle. Uh, Texas Tech has some injury issues with Keenan Evans. Um, he's a turf toe injury, which is pretty unique, I feel like, for basketball. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think Texas Tech is going to be too much. Um, they're gritty. They're good. 
Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, if Keenan Evans would have stayed healthy, they might have been able to take down Kansas um, for the Big 12 title, which would have been, which would have been nice. Uh, but I think they'll advance to play Florida. Looking at the 7-10 game, you have Arkansas, which is a real good team, um, and Butler, which is a real good team in March. Uh, Butler has, you know, some great players, uh, proven score, and Keelan Martin, and some good point guard play from, I think, a guy named Baldwin. Uh if I'm not mistaken. I have a hard time betting against Butler in March, so I am going to go with Butler here. I hope Suitcase Mike can take his suitcase uh, back to Fayetteville. Uh, anyways, still only a grudge. Anyways, Purdue, Cal State, Fullerton. Uh, it's good to have Fullerton back in the tournament. I believe it's the first time since the 90s uh, Fullerton has been in the tournament, but it's not going to be a sh- long run for them as Purdue will prove to be too much with Carson Edwards and Isaac Haas. Looking at that second-round matchup, the battle of Indiana-Purdue versus Butler. I think Purdue, again, too much depth, too much size on the inside with Isaac Haas. Carson Edwards, four senior starters along with Edwards. Um, I think they're going to get hot from three, and I think they're going to advance to the Sweet 16. Looking at the next matchup, that's the one I think is really intriguing. This is where I, I think you could see a a lower seed, at least not necessarily a lower seed, but a, what is presumed to be a lower seed, a six, Florida advance um, versus Texas Tech. Again, they've had some injury issues late in the year. How healthy is Keenan Evans going to be, especially on one-day rest? Um, I am picking Texas Tech, although I think it's it's a real 50-50 crapshoot. I think Florida could definitely uh, be advancing to the Elite, elite Eight. They're a good team. They always seem to get hot during the tournament. Um, they made the Elite Eight last year, I believe. Yeah, they were one game away. They lost to South Carolina. Uh, to make it to the Final Four. A lot of those guys are back. This is, um, they got a real possibility to uh, to advance to the Sweet 16. But like I said, I am picking Texas Tech versus Purdue. Uh, this is where the run ends for the Red Raiders. I think Purdue, again, with that size and veteran leadership and a good coach in Matt Painter, um, gets Purdue to the Elite Eight. Looking at the other game, Villanova, West Virginia. Villanova, again, too much uh, for the Mountaineers of West Virginia. Sets up a matchup between Villanova and Purdue in the Elite Eight, where I'm going to go Villanova. Um, veteran leadership, veteran coach, the Italian Stallion, Jay Wright. Um, I don't know if someone will probably make a joke about that, but he's got he's got great suits, and um, he's a slick guy. And he, he, uh, he gives his team an identity, and his team identity is to make it to the Final Four this year. Um, moving on to the next bracket, which will be the West Region. Uh, Xavier, uh, I don't see them losing this year as a one seed. Of course, uh, my heart's really uh, getting tugged on this one. Missouri versus Florida State. Missouri, of course, down Jordan Barnett uh, due to an unfortunate incident. Uh, so freaking frustrating. Stupid. Anyways. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm still going to pick Missouri uh, just because I can. Moving on to the next game, a 5-12, another 5-12 that I think has a lot of potential for an upset. That's right. I'm talking South Dakota State uh, traveling, well, not traveling, uh, taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, two very, very good players to be featured in this game in Ohio State's Keita Bates-Diop and South Dakota State's Mike Dom. Uh, I pro- apologize in advance. Um, I apologize now if I got either of those names wrong. Um Diop is averaging about 24 and 10 while shooting 40% from three. Last player to do that in college was Kevin Durant. I think the South Dakota State Jackrabbits upstate the Buckeyes. I'm just going to get right to it. I think Dom leads him in a victory to the second round. 
Uh, the Buckeyes have had a really good season. They only play eight guys. We know, as a Missouri fan, I know a team that went 30-5 and five and only played seven or eight guys and lost in the first round. And I think that happens to Ohio State tomorrow. Uh, oh, not tomorrow. In this tournament, I think the Jackrabbits win um, in a 5-12 upset. That's your 5-12 upset. I think there's going to be actually a couple 5-12s in this tournament. We'll get there. Anyways, Gonzaga, UNC Greensboro. Gonzaga, a, a veteran team again, um, led by... Former Missouri transfer, uh, Josh Jonathan Williams. Uh, they got Keelan, T- Keelan Tilly inside, who was emerging uh, recently. They got some guards that have been around for a while, and Josh Perkins and Silas Melson. Um, I th- they have just terrific athletes. Uh, Mark Few has built a heck of a program up there um, at Gonzaga, and he's a good coach. I don't see them losing in the first round. The 6-11, uh, well, actually, you know, let's just move on. Um, Xavier, Missouri. Jordan Barnett will be back for this game, and Missouri pulls an upset. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. gets hot. Missouri on to the Sweet 16. And the next game, Gonzaga-South Dakota State. This is where the miracle run ends versus the Jackrabbits as the Bulldog eats the Jackrabbit. And uh, that was a shitty joke. I'm sorry, guys. Really shitty joke. Gonzaga advances to the Sweet 16 to take on Missouri. And what will be an interesting matchup, um, you know, of course, Jonathan Williams playing the school he transferred from. I think he gets the best of Missouri. That's where the miracle run ends for the eight seed, and Gonzaga advances to the Elite Eight. Looking at the bottom half of the bracket, Houston-San Diego State, another game that's really intriguing to me. Houston just lost in the American Athletic Conference uh, conference final, uh, led by Kelvin Sampson, former Indiana coach. Uh, Rob Gray, really good scoring guard. Uh, there for Houston, but San Diego State is hot, and I'm going to take them. I think another upset in this region, I think San Diego State advances for no reason than strictly a gut feeling. Um, They blasted Nevada the last two games, really kicked the crap out of them, Um, and Nevada had a good year. Yeah, anyway, San Diego State. Speaking of hot teams, Michigan-Montana in the 314, Michigan advances, the Big Ten Tournament champions. Uh, Probably the hottest team, if if not one of the hottest, the hottest team in the country. Texas A&M Providence. Providence just took Villanova to overtime, I believe, in the Big East Championship game. Texas A&M has been a really underachieving team this year, but they have a lot of talent. Uh, I think Texas A&M wins this game. Um, I think Providence is just overwhelmed by the athleticism of Texas A&M. Ed Cooley, a heck of a coach there at Providence. I just don't see it this year. North Carolina, Lipscomb, I don't see that being a big upset. North Carolina advances. That sets up a North Carolina-Texas A&M game. North Carolina does what Texas A&M does as well, but better. Um, So I think North Carolina advances in that 2-7 matchup. I have San Diego State-Michigan. Michigan Michigan, uh, will advance there. Two of the hottest teams in the country. Michigan stays hot to take on North Carolina in the Sweet 16. North Carolina, the ACC champs versus the Big Ten champs. I think North Carolina beats Michigan in the Sweet 16. Luke May, Theo Pinson, Joel Berry. Uh, do you guys know they've been to the championship the past two years? Looking for a third straight Final Four. I think North Carolina is going to get that opportunity. And it's going to be a rematch of last year's title game in the Elite Eight. Uh, that's right. Uh, Gonzaga versus North Carolina. Um, Gonzaga uh, w- was not going to be able to revenge. Uh their loss last year, North Carolina, just too deep, too big. Uh, Roy Williams gets his team to take on Arizona in a Final Four. Moving on to the last bracket um, here, the Midwest, Ken, Kansas versus Penn. I'm picking oh, – I'd like to pick Penn, but I can't. Um, Kansas is going to win that game. Seton Hall, NC State, another tricky 8-9 game could really go either way. I'm going to go 
NC State here uh, due to their high up-tempo offense. Kevin Keats doing a really nice job there. Uh, I believe in coming over from UNC Wilmington last year, um, leading his team uh, to a 13 seed last year in the tournament at UNC Wilmington. Got the job this year at NC State. Was actually coaching high school basketball, I believe. Oh, I don't want to say that long ago, at least six, seven, maybe four or five years ago. Maybe. Maybe a little bit more. Anyways, I think NC State wins. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just have a hard time trusting Seton Hall in the tournament. I feel like they've let me down before. I promise more 5-12 upsets. I'm going to give you one more. New Mexico State versus Clemson. The Clemsons have some good has some good guards in Gabe DeVoe and Marquise Reed. Um, but, you know, they have a good upfront rebounding in Elijah Thompson. They've had some injuries this year, though, and they've really struggled here down the stretch. New Mexico is a very solid rebounding team. Um, they have a 20, Zach Lofton, who I think is like 24, 25 years old, transferred to a couple schools, um, scores 20 a game for them, and I think he has a huge game versus Clemson and leads New Mexico State Aggies to an upset over the Tigers. Um, and speaking of Tigers, the Auburn Tigers will take on the Charleston Cougars in a 4-13 matchup. Auburn um, sucked in the SEC tournament, really uh, blew it against their Iron Bowl rivals in Alabama, letting Colin Sexton take over the game. I do think Bruce Pearl gets the squad um, back, you know, ready to go, and they advance into the round of 32. Looking at the next game, Arizona State-Syracuse versus TCU. I think Syracuse is probably, yeah, I don't know. I think whoever's the 11 seed is going to win that game. Uh, TCU's really struggled down the stretch. Jamie Jixon do doing a heck of a job there. Um, turning that Horn Frogs program around, his alma mater. Um, but I just, I just see the 11 seed. Syracuse has done this to me before. Um, I think, I think they're going to advance to the second round. Look at the 314. Unfortunate matchup for Bucknell, who I thought could be a team that could really do some damage um, in the tournament. But they got a tough draw against one of my tournament favorites, Michigan State. I think Michigan State advances with Bridges and Jaron Jackson. Um, they're just going to be too much uh, for, unfortunately, for Bucknell. Rhode Island versus probably one of the more questioned teams in the field is the 7-10 matchup. That's right, Rhode Island versus Oklahoma, the 10 seed. Of course, Oklahoma led by Trey Young, the freshman sensation, who's really kind of uh, you know struggled a little bit down, down the stretch. Um, Rhode Island, though, has also struggled down the stretch, led by Bobby uh, Hurley there, I believe, um, at Rhode Island. Or there's some kind of Hurley reading, Danny Hurley. Yeah, Danny Hurley is leading Rhode Island. Um, I don't know. I think this is tough for me. I think Oklahoma's going to win. Um, just to prove everybody wrong, I think Trey Young probably drops 40. And they'll take on Duke, who plays Iona in the 215 matchup. And then I see Duke throttling Oklahoma in the round of two. That means they're going to take on the winner of Michigan State Syracuse. I have Michigan State winning again. Again, for me, it's hard to bet against a Tom Izzo coach team in March until at least the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. You pretty much can guarantee them a spot there most years. Um, this is why you know Bridges came back. This is why Miles Bridges came back to lead his team to a national championship. They'll play Duke in the Sweet 16. I think they advance to the Elite Eight, the Michigan State Spartans. Looking at the other half of the bracket, you're going to have Kansas versus NC State in the round of 32. I think Kansas gets by that one pretty quick. Uh, team, it seems to be tailor-made to beat the NC State press. 
Looking at the next game, New Mexico State, the Aggies taking on the Auburn Tigers. I think this is another potential for an upset. I have New Mexico State advancing to the Sweet 16 and then getting demolished by Kansas in the Elite Eight, which leaves us with um, a blue blood, Elite Eight, a blue blood, Elite Eight matchup, Kansas versus Michigan State. I think Michigan State wins to take on Villanova in the Final Four, which a game I honestly think should probably be the national championship. Um and yeah, that's my final four. Arizona, North Carolina, Villanova, Michigan State. I have North Carolina, Michigan State in the final. Um, and Michigan State winning it all. I said I wasn't going to uh, to give you my winner, uh, but I did. I think Michigan State wins it all. Tom Izzo, a lot of depth. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, they're just it's a great team. And I think this is the year. Uh, they finally come out on top. Again, this has been Breakfast with Brett, episode 20. Thank you guys for listening. That's been my NCAA tournament preview. Um, coming at you fast, coming at you quick. Uh, I hope you all have a great day. Take it easy. Again, I'm Brett Kohler. Take it easy.